coming up on this episode of Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton. Well, welcome into episode 11. I have been blessed to work with so many talented people during my days in radio. My special guest today is someone that I always wanted to work with, but you know what? I never got the chance, so... In typical fashion for me, I had to have her on my show. Now, she's been behind the mic up and down the radio dial in various cities. She has been the winner of a CMA Broadcast Award, two ACM Broadcast Award nominations, recognized as Tulsa's Top 40 Under 40, and voted Tulsa's favorite radio personality at the 2020 Tulsa Music Awards. She is currently trying to hide under the desk right now because (laughs) of all the accolades I'm throwing out at her. But there's one more. She was the cash on the K95 Cash and Bradley Morning Show. I'll introduce her to you next. Welcome to the Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton podcast. Brought to you by Mojo Merchandise. Join radio veteran Rick Hampton and his guests for informative and entertaining discussions as they take you behind the scenes, behind the stories, behind the music, and more. Originating from the Big Daddy Studios, it's time to go behind the mic, and here's your host, Rick Hampton. Y'all, Natalie Cash is in the house. Dude, thank you for having me. This is so cool. I'm so geeked out by all the... Just the fact that there is a microphone in front of my face. I mean, come on. This is cool. Thank you. Right? How long has it been now? I think it's been four weeks since since I got canned. (laughs) Well, welcome aboard. We are going to have a good time today. Now, I've got a couple of questions about the awards that you you were nominated for, the ones you've won, and things like that. But we'll get to that in just a minute. But what I want to know first and foremost is how did you get started in radio and what made you want to do that? Well, you know, for me, I've always wanted to be a talk show host. And uh, several years ago, right after I graduated college... I looked up, I Googled. This is when Google just started being cool. I looked up how all the talk show hosts made it. And um, a lot of them started out in radio. Oprah, I mean, she was my big, that's her and Michael Jordan. I knew I wasn't going to be a professional basketball player, (laughs) but I thought I could be a talk show host. So, um, yeah, I just, I went into a radio station in Dallas, Texas, and I started working for this place called KWNR. And, uh, Seriously, Rick, you had to have foil on your vehicle in order to hear it. They didn't even it didn't even show up on the Arbitron ratings. It was just one of those radio stations, but it had so much history. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up making five dollars an hour. I st- I walked in, said I'd work for free. The most I ever made there was five bucks an hour, and then I finally got a real radio job, is what they say, right? Uh, in Las Vegas. Um, I was a morning show producer. Uh, I actually Googled on my flight on the way there, what is a producer? And uh, I ended up getting the job. And then fast forward three months after I got that producer gig, they put me in the host chair. And that's how my morning show hosting began. And now that one was Mark and Natalie in the morning, Yes. Wow, you're good. You're good. Mark and Natalie, yeah. All right. So it said we were talking about this a little bit earlier and you you were saying that it gave you the opportunity to be in a in a different market and oh, yeah. in, in a way to, um, you know, to get tons of uh, to be comfortable behind the microphone right. and that kind of thing. But it also says here on your bio that you gain tons of on camera experience. You know, Vegas is one of those things where people come there to uh, not only play music, but to party, too. Mm-hmm. So um, I also got, you know, a lot of opportunities in Vegas to do a lot of red carpets and things of that nature. I got to interview people like Ashton Kutcher, Demi Moore. But the cool thing about it was it was just like, I shouldn't have had no business being on that red carpet <laughs> at, all, at all. And uh, I did, and I created those opportunities, and it's what was able to get me home to Tulsa. Yeah. 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 So um, speaking of uh, the Las Vegas days, you know, one of the things that uh, it talks about, I, I can't remember in my career how many people at like one time I have stood in front of, but I know that like a country fever, there were a lot of people there then, but it says you were in front of about 15,000 screaming oh, yeah. country fans yes. on Fremont Street. Yeah. If you know Fremont Street at all, that's the old part of Las Vegas oh, yeah. uh, and during ACM week which is the Academy of Country Music Awards week they always have the NFR there so Vegas straight up just goes country mm-hmm. I mean you see cowboy boots all over the strip and uh, they, they come to party so I mean 15,000 people 
I mean, that's the experiences I got in Vegas that I never get anywhere else. Right. Did you hone your skills in any other? I I had no choice. Yeah. I really did. I mean, when I moved to Vegas, I had, I would say I had experience a little bit and that was just to be inside of a radio station. But, you know, I had great mentors like Alan Peck and, and, and those guys in, in Dallas. Um, but in Vegas, it, I, I just, I learned to create a lot of opportunities to be able to give me experiences. And I had to do that there. I had no other choice. Right. Yeah. So I hear that uh, stand-up comedy was one of the yes. things you did. Yeah. I, I did a little stand-up comedy out there. That, if you've done stand-up comedy, pat yourself on the back like 20 times. Because, man, that is hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, it. It was only three minutes. Did you have anybody ever heckle you? No, no. no I actually, <laughs> I actually was funny. I mean, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but I was funny. <laughs> yeah, man. The, the, the teacher, he wrote for um, Jay Leno. Okay. Wrote for all the talk shows yeah. at night. And uh, he wrote jokes for him. And he told me, he's like, Natalie, you got a future. And I, and I never really understood what he meant. And he's like, I, I just feel that your future is behind the microphone. And I was like, oh, okay. So I'm not cute enough to be on TV. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I always said I had a face for radio. So, you know, that's (laughs) that's not the story with you. So that's good. Thank you. Thank you. So um, in walks 2011. Yes. Tell me about that. How did that come about? Because you made a big move. Huge. But it was really a homecoming. It was a homecoming for me. And, you know, you being in radio, you know, market size is a big deal. And uh, Vegas was the 32nd market in the nation at the time. And for me to go to the 64th market, that's not really a good career move. Mm-hmm. You know, if you think about it in the radio industry, you're right. like, oh, you're going backwards. But for me, I was like, I'm going home. I had a niece, uh, or I still have a niece. She's a freshman in high school now. So I've watched her grow up. That was, what, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, and that was one of the main reasons. I wanted to get home to her. I wanted to get home to my mom and dad. Right. I mean, you can't, in Vegas, you just can't go home for the weekend. The moment I left Vegas and I left landed on this Tulsa soil. That <laughs> sounds funny. But seriously, that that sick feeling in my stomach, mm-hmm. it went away. Mm. And and I knew this is where I'm going to be. I right. was scared to death cuz you know, I'm born and raised in Owasso and uh, I was scared that it would it would come with a lot of criticism like who does this girl think she is coming yeah, back just home? showing up all of a sudden yeah. now and, yeah. yeah like she's in from Vegas all yeah. this stuff but man the community here are you kidding me yeah they've been so stinking good to me it seriously makes me tear up a little bit just the thought of the past 10 years of being able to do this in my hometown right and they and they welcomed you home oh, I mean with time. open arms too you know it was very quickly you became yeah you know you became one of them again and yeah. just you know like settled right in and, and i couldn't have done so. that with people not being so open to it right so yeah, that's awesome yeah that is cool so um who were some of your we'll talk about k95 and, okay. th- and those days here yeah, in just a second absolutely. but who were some of your biggest influences in in the broadcast business uh i would say you know besides oprah sure. of course of course um you know i Alan Peck, he was a, he was a big guy that I always looked up to, and I mean he's an older radio guy, but he's that guy that told me, you know, don't be scared of that microphone that's sitting in front of you. When you first talk, talk do you remember the first time you talked into a oh, mic? Oh yeah, I thought I was a genius, but in reality <laughs> it was awful. It's scary. Yeah, it, it was a terrible. nightmare. It is. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, and I've had people like Alan Peck. I mean, gosh. I'd even say Matt Bradley, mm-hmm. you know? It's funny, the moment I walked into K95 mm-hmm. 10 years ago, Andy Barber, his desk was right by mine. And I'm like, oh my God. It's Andy Barber. <laughs> it's Andy Barber, yeah. dude. Yep. Yeah, I mean, so those guys, you know, Stan the Joke Man. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm. don't you remember them? Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Carly Rush. Yep. Yeah. And See, and I felt the same way whenever I started, when I was at Kick 99, I'd heard like uh, Banana Bradley, Brad yeah. Farnsworth on uh, Z104.5 yes. with Mel. And so, you know, it, I was freaking out whenever I, <laughs> I heard him and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's him. Well, when I talked to him, you know, it was weird. And then all of a sudden I realized, wait a minute, I'm in the radio station with these right. KBO call letters <laughs> that are, you know, Billy Parker and Jack yeah. Fox and all these people Billy that- Parker. You know, it's just massive, you know, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm so freaked out. I know when I first cracked the mic, for me, I couldn't swallow. 
Yes. I mean, like you, it was like your mouth went completely dry. You yeah. couldn't swallow, and I thought, oh my gosh, I'm gonna choke to death. Yes, I'm literally choke <laughs> on my first break. But but now you know you you sit in front of a microphone, and it's it's no big deal. And that's what's so great about a microphone. Mm-hmm. I've always said this: is that this microphone, this thing that we have. It's one of our tools to make it happen, make our job work, is that it's such a platform to be able to help people. I know we're going to talk about the community and things that I've been a part of and everything a little later, but I mean, that's where it all begins is behind this mic. Right. That's why I love, that's the name of your podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I, I, I was trying to figure out a name for it. No, it's great. And that's what it was, was because it everything happens behind the mic. Yes. It really does. It does. And so, As us in radio, we're totally geeked out by that, you know? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So what is your best radio story? And when I ask you that, I don't want the Patton, oh, community and blah, blah. Yeah. I really want a good story. Dig deep. Find that story. I've got the story, but it's going to be about an award, so I feel weird saying it. Go ahead. I'll never forget the morning that Matt Bradley and I, we were sitting there and they, we had been nominated for a CMA. And uh, at the time, we had just moved over to 26th and Yale, or Memorial. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, we had switched places with the iHeart people. Right. So Cox Media Group was just, you know, we were just there and we were in a closet. And for those that don't know, that yeah. is the old Burlington Coke factory Burlington? store know, and that kind of like stuff. That. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we're sitting here in this closet because they're remodeling. And uh, we were, we had just been nominated for a CMA and they told us, hey, if your phone rings during the nine o'clock hour, more than likely you've won that CMA award. We're sitting there. We're just, you know, me and him, all of a sudden, hotline rings. Mm. And I, we're like, K95. And all of a sudden, Keith Urban's like, hello, Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, we do this thing on Tuesday. It's Super Smiley Tootin' Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we're doing great, Keith. It's Super Smiley Tootin' Tuesday. And he's like, even better. You've just won a CMA award. And it was just wow. like every single thing, the sacrifice of moving to Vegas, you know, moving back home. I was like, oh, my God, the Lord it all makes sense, mm-hmm. you know? That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I hate that it had to do with an award, but man, it was, it was pretty cool. But it's so gratifying. Yes. And it's so, like justification yes. of all those fears you had, all yeah. that anxiety you had moving back. Yes. And the thought of the market size and yeah. what matter. And guess what? It doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. It, it really doesn't. doesn't. You it know. just takes a lot of hard work. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, I noticed that you had, you know, you had the nominations yeah. for the two ACM awards. Yes. And then um, talk about the top 40. Under, under 40. Under 40. What did that mean to you? Uh, that was a big deal. I mean, just being in Tulsa, being able to get something like that. I'm like, really? There's got to be someone. I mean, there's you're, you're picking 40 and you all are reaching for me. Right. That made me feel a little weird. But that was really cool. I, I didn't feel like I deserved that. I don't know. I, that, I yeah. just think there's a lot more solid individuals. Well, but it's always good to be humble. But at the same time, again, I really to me, feel that's that. that. That's that. <laughs> you know, that's really a big deal, too, because that's not a, on a national stage. That's in a local stage. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. It, 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 thank you. But I mean, that was that was weird. I just thought, come on. I felt that way the first time somebody asked me for an autograph yeah I, I always thought that was weird to me uh-huh but you know billy parker and i talked about this in my episode 10 but billy told me the same thing and he said you know what you need to remember that you may be the closest thing to somebody as as a celebrity that they've never met anybody right. else we get that opportunity a lot but yeah. they may not so you should talk to them right, right at that particular moment well so. it's weird you know in vegas Radio is a lot different mm-hmm. than it is here. And my program director, my boss in Vegas, he told me, he goes, Natalie, you're about to be a, a big fish in a very small pond. And I was like, I didn't get what he meant by that. He was exactly right. I didn't really get my taste of local celebrity till I moved here. Did you figure that out, oh, though? Oh, very quickly. Very quickly? Yeah. yeah, because, you know, I walked into an opportunity. A lot of people don't know this. I'm the second cash. Yes. Yeah. Correct. And a lot of people don't know that. And, and Cash and Carrie had been around for years prior to me. When they moved me back there, like because my last name is Leffler for everyone mm-hmm. that doesn't know and they were like you need to change your name to cash and at first I hated it I was like no I'm going back to my hometown I want to be a Leffler you know right now I'm so glad I did it first of all it's kind of a cool name oh yeah yeah and then second of all I was like for safety purposes I didn't realize that I was going to be this big fish in a small pond right but now I'm so glad I did the cash thing that's cool yeah and we'll kind of talk about that in a minute okay. because I have um I'm going to ask you 
you another question and and I have a response <laughs> or I have a, a side maybe to that okay. question. So, you know, in the last couple of days, I have had people email or call in with questions, comments or stories oh, or something like that. And so we're going to play one of those back right now. And I've got Sheila on the line and she has this to say. I just wanted to tell you thank you on a job well done. Uh, your love from Tulsa, the fans, and the music. Your heart was shown in everything that you did. You're just the real deal, not just some on-air personality. Your work for the community with Bikes for Kids and raising money for St. Jude's and just adopting kids of your own. So many other accomplishments as well. This didn't go unnoticed to your fans, and it really shows your true character. Uh, being with you at remotes and concerts and seeing how you treated the listeners, it was just pretty cool, and you will really be missed. My only hope is that we get to continue to hear you in the Tulsa area. Good luck on your new adventures and best wishes. Oh, that makes me cry. Yeah. It does. It makes you tear up. I'm not going to lie. That, and and folks, uh, I will let you know that she is actually wiping her eyes. <laughs> I am. So, I mean, yeah. Gosh, no. Um, I don't know why I'm crying. I think it's because in this business, I'm a crier, by the way, Rick. But in this business, it's really weird because you go to work one day, and then that day you get let go. Yeah. And you never get to say goodbye. And when you reached out to me to do this. That was the main reason, is I wanted to say goodbye. You know, I mean, and, and you're right, and that's ultimately why I reached out, is because of the same problem. You know, I mean, for years, it was always, the, the phrase was always, you know, you're here one day, you're gone the next. Yeah. And nobody hears from you. Nobody no. knows what happened. The company line or the line is, you know, well, we wish her the best in her future endeavors. Yeah. Well, okay, that's great. But, you know, what about, you know, and that can be any company. Yes. But it's the same thing. You know, a lot of times you don't even get any notification that the person that you've sat next to for yes. years won't be here anymore. Right. And so, and you develop those relationships. Oh, yeah. I mean, so you talk about, you know, even just relationship with a listener but you always the, also the relationship with my best friend matt mm -hmm. i mean that that's been the hardest thing is right. like you know i i went to work with that guy you know i love jim carrey who was my previous co-host but matt bradley was he was my best friend he he always pushed me and he mm -hmm. he he's a great guy and i miss him so much I miss the morning shenanigans right because gosh so much fun yeah I mean just so much fun and it was so easy on the air and off oh, that's yeah. the thing people don't understand a lot yeah. of times is the stuff when the mic turns off yes you have to compose yourself to come back on the air again and sound intelligent yes because you guys are laughing so hard yeah or there's a moment oh, yeah. like that you know so yeah that that is something um so another one and, oh, gosh. and this don't one do it again. No, no no this one actually okay. is um um, one that uh, I kind of stole. Okay. I'm just, I'm just going to tell you right now. I kind of stole it, okay. but it's from uh, Tanya Hassel. Okay, and says, I know her. Yeah, and yeah. it says, I loved the morning program. Heck, when I was in New York last month for an entire month, I listened to you on that very morning show. I've been thinking about it, though. You should totally do a podcast about <laughs> dating horror stories. Podcasts are where it's at now, and you are so great at interviews, so find your niche, girl. Sadly, I hardly listen to music anymore while at work, but I do listen to a lot of podcasts. Now, I have to agree with her. I, I agree. I think that podcasts are where it's at. And so uh, what do you think about that? I mean, is that something that uh, interests you at all? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the big thing for me is confidence right now. I think when I got let go, I was like, maybe people don't want to hear me. And um, it's just, you know, putting forth that effort to go and just sit down and because um, I've got the microphones, I've got the equipment to do it. I just it's just the confidence. It's like what for for a while I was just like, no one wants to hear me, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm only on week four of this jobless world and mm -hmm. um, navigating that has not been easy for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, because all the opportunities are coming in from out of state, not here in Tulsa. Right. And that breaks my heart. But yes, a podcast, I just need to go do it. 
I just, I'm like, what would it be about? For me, it was about not wanting to lose the stories and the things that, you know, I mean, and and so that's where that behind the mic started was because um, I wanted to have people on and talk to people and it could be a wide ranging amount of people. I mean, I have authors on, I have people that are on TV, radio, all of those things. So for me, it was a what's going on and what's happening. And so it was also, honestly, it was a little bit of the, uh, the thing of, man, I really want to do radio again yeah but i don't want to do it in the climate that it's in now oh the I mean, climate it's now i think i think back of some of the things that we did on the air and yeah. thought oh my gosh we couldn't get by with that now well i'm shocked you know that like with bikes for kids like we got to do that for so long you know because that you don't see radio stunts anymore yeah no and that's it i mean ultimately you don't i mean we were, we've talked about that several times of things like um you know just goofy stuff yeah. that we've done you know i mean we Us radio nerds well yeah i mean and you know the the constant because we were competitors at the time you know and so there was always something that we were doing i mean one of the things that i remember uh years ago was you guys had bessie the the cow you know (laughs) and uh it was around the time it was like 1996 when garth was in town yeah he was doing the the four shows or whatever at driller stadium yeah i went to one of those and so uh we were in the parking lot Mm -hmm. and we had partnered with another um company in town let's call the them tasty bake and we had grills out there yeah and so we uh ran promos when we were talking about all of the things that we were doing and and come out to the driller stadium be sure to you know to enjoy the show but stop by our booth we've got bessie burgers on the grill and you know just stuff like that to the point where uh and one of our promos we actually shot Bessie, I know it's terrible, Jeez. but we did. Um, we we shot wow. Bessie, and then immediately, like the first time it aired, we were so proud because it, you know, had like the shotgun cocking sound, yeah. and you know, big old moo and everything else. I played it on on the the show before, but it was immediately that your GM called our GM Nuh-uh. and was like, you know, so we got a call in the studio from our GM at the time, yeah. Mike, and he was like, um. <clears throat> Did you just shoot a cow on the radio? You're like, yes, and I'm I like, did. yeah, yeah, we sure did, you yeah. Know? So, and and we were pretty irreverent a lot of the times with uh, when we did Kick ninety nine and at ninety nine five. Um, Great we, radio station, by the way. Thank you. We um, <laughs> we also had one of the things where um, you know, I know that you know the we we took it kind of from the same thing with K hits, and it was the you know broadcasting from a porta potty in Broken yes. Arrow. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, we instead were like you know broadcasting from the biggest stick in oklahoma you know (laughs) meaning the antenna and then the other one was you know home of and so we listed off all these iconic home of kane's ballroom home of this you know and two large clapping hands (laughs) and then we had thunder yes oh my god and then we had thunder and lightning sound or whatever and then you know well same deal you know our gm calls the studio um did we just make fun of the praying hands uh yeah yeah we did did. but that kind of stuff would never happen anymore you know i mean it would be so so offended yeah so offended and it would be you know it would be terrible so um, i think it's funny though so what are some of the promotional stunts that you've done Ah. um not necessarily ones that were offensive or anything like that or that couldn't happen but actually really done other than bikes for kids yeah what are some of the ones that you guys have done that that were meaningful to you i you know i remember this girl she was getting bullied in sand springs actually and matt's like we need to take this girl to school in the k95 van i went and picked her up at her house her mom and she sat in the front seat of the k95 van she's pulling up all these kids are outside, right? So we're, I, you know, this is live on the radio, mm-hmm. and um, I, she didn't know this. I had a Jason Aldean guitar in the back. Nice. So we made this girl that was getting bullied. She gets out of the van. Everyone's like, "What's going on?" And she was the coolest girl in school. That's awesome. She didn't get bullied that day. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like stuff like that. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I love it. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. That's a, that's a good story. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's the first thing that came to mind. But I'm sure there's so many others. Right. I'm going to leave here and be like, dang it. I should have said, said that one. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. So uh, I have another email real quick. Um, and Don't this make one, me cry, Rick. Okay. I'm going to try not to, <laughs> uh, but I'll probably wind up being Barbara Walters for you. <laughs> 
So uh, for you, for you young people, that Barbara Walters was a it's Baba. Yeah, Baba Walters. <laughs> she loved to make people cry. All right, so here it is. It's from Amanda Hall, and uh, I have been a huge fan since like forever. Okay. Your radio presence has always made my day start off lighter and more positive. Please don't stop finding ways to reach our ears. But here's her question. Oh, God. She said, have you ever been embarrassed or embarrassed yourself when meeting a celebrity for the first time? Yes. You want to hear my Kenny Chesney story? Yes, because my next question for you was, is who's the biggest celebrity you've met? So be thinking about that, too. Go ahead. Uh, We are, when I was living in Las Vegas at the time, you remember when Kenny Chesney brought, he uh, put out a movie. It was the um, Kenny Chesney 3D movie. Yep. And he was doing a concert. Well, I was on the red carpet. Next to me on the red carpet was People Magazine. So I'm like trying to be cool. I'm with my Fisher Price microphone, you know? (laughs) Right, (laughs) So um, I'm like, what question should I ask my lady? This was so stupid, by the way, what I did. She's like, you should ask him about his gas. And I was like, like his flagellants or whatever. (laughs) And I'm like, oh God. I almost got canned for this, by the way. So his band is the first people on the red carpet. Kenny Chesney, if you don't know, has like 39 million people in his band. he does. They're all standing there. And I say, does Kenny Chesney have bad gas? And they just start laughing. And I'm like, oh, I'm funny, you know? Like, oh, (laughs) cute, funny girl on the red carpet in Vegas. And uh, yeah, not funny at all. Well, anyways, they move on. So uh, at the end of the red carpet is Kenny Chesney. It's my time to interview him. I mean, Tim McGraw's (laughs) on the red carpet. Faith Hill. I mean, there are celebrities on there, you know, all the Duck Dynasty guys. And uh, Kenny Chesney, I said, Kenny, uh, your band says you have bad gas. What foods give you bad gas? He was so mad at me. He storms off. The record label contacts my program director. I had to write a letter to Kenny Chesney saying, Kenny, I'm sorry. I asked you about your gas. <laughs> and now, now, okay, now let, let me yes. let me soak all this in here. Yeah. So now you are sitting writing a letter to Kenny Chesney. <laughs> yes. And telling him, please accept my apology (laughs) for saying you have bad gas. Yes, yes. My program director, Kerry Roth, uh, I love this guy. Yeah. He's like, Natalie, in all my years of being in radio, I have never, (laughs) ever... been in this situation i literally thought i was gonna get fired nor have i ever had somebody have to write a letter about gas yes yes well yeah so that's my my chesney story (laughs) so who's the biggest celebrity Uh, that you've ever met or or that even you for you i mean it could be somebody different oh yeah you know somebody different you know it doesn't have to be in in even the music business who is somebody that you have met that you were just uh, in awe of well you know like i said i got a lot of opportunities in Vegas to do red carpet so I, I did movie premieres with Will Ferrell I mean Ashton Kutcher Demi Moore when they were together at the time which by the way Ashton is as hot as he looks but man <laughs> they reeked of alcohol they were having yeah, a great time yeah. uh, who else I, Paris Hilton I interviewed her on the red carpet what was she like to interview smart as she seems um, <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah we'll just uh, sweep on by that yes I met Nelly at P. Diddy but you know outside I've met all the country stars I met George right. Strait and and all them but like when it comes to celebrities i mean i'm pretty impressed with my list of right? people i've yeah. met <laughs> yeah so but, so who was the nicest country star you've ever taylor met? swift yeah every single time i met taylor um she always wrote me a letter uh, and it was personalized mm-hmm. to where it was like you've you've met taylor i have a few yeah. of those yeah yeah as a matter of fact, um, I have a picture back here uh, sitting on the desk uh, in the studio uh, of Taylor and I when she first hit the business. Yeah. Uh, the Tim McGraw days. Yes. When she had Tim McGraw out, the yeah. single Tim McGraw. And that was like I back had, in 08. Yeah. Yeah. And I had, I had uh, it was actually before that because it okay. would have been, I was still at the radio station and I left there in 2007. Okay. So she came by. Didn't know who she was. We, you know, she was not a big star at the right. time. She was just starting her tour of radio stations and things. And she had given an interview to Radio and Records, which is an industry kind of a magazine for radio people and that kind of thing. So Radio and Records had done this interview with her, and it was a spotlight thing. So it had all these listings and stuff. Well, one of them was favorite food. 
And favorite food for her was cheesecake. Uh, and so cheesecake. I went to research down the street Smart man. and bought a couple of slices of cheesecake yeah. and brought them back. So when we met, you know, we met and everything else and we talked, we had a good time. She performed in our concert room and, you know, for these people, uh, for listeners and different people. And then when she started to leave, I was like, oh, hey, I have one more thing for you. And so I gave her the clipping of the article and that cheesecake. And she's like, oh my gosh. She goes, you know what? It's been weeks since I did this. I actually almost forgot about it, that I did it. And she goes, so it's out now? And I said, yeah, it's out now. She's like, oh, wow. She goes, well, thank you. And then she saw the cheesecake and she's like, oh my God. <laughs> she goes, so you know the way to my heart, you yeah. know, and like that. And so, you know, you get me or yeah. whatever. And so she took a picture with the cheesecake and me and she's holding the, you know, pointing at the cheesecake. And then um, I saw her. Uh, not too long after that, when she started having some success, same deal. Yeah, she sent me a personalized note. Yeah. Thank you for, you know, saying hi and things. And it was yeah. really funny because it was addressed to Big Daddy, which I thought was funny. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, that was one thing that my dad always thought was hilarious. Was yes. that I got these celebrities to say Big Daddy. Yes. And I'm like, well, that's my name. So that's what they're going to call me. And he's like, yeah, but it's just funny to hear Reba McIntyre yes. say, I love you, Big Daddy. Yeah. You know, so for me, that was interesting. So, That's but hilarious. yes, I have had those notes too. So and great. she's great. Yeah. She is fantastic. You know, uh, George Strait's always a nice one. Hey, George Strait looks just like his, his uh, what do you call those things? The standee. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm like, he could just put that anywhere and be like, like there's George Strait. There's George Strait right there. Yeah. Because <laughs> he looks just like it, you know? That's funny. But yeah, definitely Taylor Swift for me. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. One of the ones that I thought was really great uh, over the years, and she's actually on Sirius XM now. She hosts on the Y2 Country. Okay. Um, is Danielle Peck. Oh, yeah. She didn't get a lot of recognition no. at first, but man, she was one of the sweetest and nicest persons. I had taken a picture with her. We had a photographer in the station. And yeah. We just took this, snapped this picture. It was on the spur of the moment deal. And uh, she was really, really nice. And so she sent it to me and was super nice. And, you know, she signed one of them. We, you know, we were talking about how that wouldn't it be great if you could just sign a picture of what you really want, you know, whatever. Yeah. So hers was, you know, Big Daddy, the being married to you was fantastic, but the, <laughs> but the divorce was better. Yeah. And then signed her name to it. Oh, and I'm like, great. that is so funny, you yeah. know, because we had talked about that. And that was one thing that we, man, I wish we could just say what we really mean. Yeah. Golly, your breath stinks. You know, <laughs> best wishes. Uh, sorry. You know, you know, right. I mean, it's just being yeah. great. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it was really fun. That, that was really good. So um, we've talked about the best radio stories and yeah. your celebrity stories. What is one of the weirdest listener stories or craziest stories that has happened to oh, you? Oh, with a listener, man. I always think it's weird. I don't have any weird listener stories. I always find it weird in radio when they do look at you as a celebrity. But I think that's just being in the business and being on this side of it because you, right. you know you're just like a regular person. But I mean, signing autographs for me always made me feel awkward. Right. Because I'm like, what are you going to do with this? Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know if I should say this story, but I had a weird, a really weird guy. I ended up having to get a protective order and all mm. that stuff on him. That happens a lot, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, and it's just weird how they uh, they listen to your voice on the radio, and they that, that's what kind of sucks on the other side is, like, people, you know, you, they get to know you very well. Right. Because, you know, they're like, you adopted kids, like that woman talking to while mm -hmm. She knew so many things. That's what's so weird about it, is that they, they, they do look at you as cool or whatever, that, that's one of the reasons I was so upset is I was like, they're probably thinking I'm a big loser now that I lost my job. No, they don't. Okay. And you can hear that on their on the calls. They don't think okay. that at all. That they're actually better. looking for your next move. So they're they're wanting they're wanting you back. So they okay. love you. So, uh, so I have a story for you then. Okay. This is the one I was talking about before. Um, you mentioned your predecessor, Kelly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Kelly she Cash. had the same name. Right. Great. So girl. here's my crazy radio story. Okay. So when I was working across town at your competitor. Okay. Um, and this happened. At KBOO. Yeah. At KBOO. And, and the change happened. She left. You came on board. Oh, yeah, and yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. So uh, I remember uh, the story I've got. Is I remember when Kelly Cash left K95, they hired you from Vegas and brought you to Tulsa, yeah. back to your hometown. So the rumor mill started grinding, and the rumor was that Natalie Cash 
was Kelly Cash's daughter. Yes. That they were replacing that. Now, I've spoken with Kelly, and <laughs> Kelly was like, well, first of all, I'm not old enough to be yeah, her mom, no. and second of all, that's neither one of our names, <laughs> yeah. really. So, and uh, but she had heard the same story, the yes. same rumor story, you know, that you were that you guys were related, no. and you know, daughters taking it over, like you guys were all of a sudden the modern day judge. It, yeah, <laughs> no, you know what's weird about that whole Kelly and Natalie thing is like at first I was like, this girl's probably just like does not like me, you know, like <laughs> right. this girl's coming in town thinking she. Taking my name and all this stuff. But you know, I could call Kelly Cash any day of the week and I know that girl would if if I need anything, that's the type of person she is. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I know. Kelly's amazing. Yeah. Um, there's never been a feud. The rumors are ended now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love right. the girl. Yeah. yeah. Put, put the rumors to bed yes. right now. There's she's never not been my a throwdown. Yeah. yeah. She's shout not your out mom. To Debbie, my real mom. <laughs> That's, <right. laughs> That's great. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. So over the past ten years, yes. you have been there. Now you said you started out with Jim, right? Jim yes, Carrey. Jim Carrey. Okay. Not the rich Jim Carrey. And a lot of people. That's the other thing is that uh, a lot of times in, in radio, you know, you do have different names. We've talked about that a little yeah. bit, and you go by a different name um, but a lot of times radio stations actually do that where they have a brand that they want to yes. stick with and they Kids, cash and you know, carry right yeah it's cash and carry for so long it was cash and carry yes. and it was tom carry it was jim carry yeah. you know there was different kelly cash natalie cash so there was differences there but the names stayed the same yes so when you departed from that and went to bradley yeah did you guys we did they ever had- say anything about that you know we would get phone calls and stuff you know of course there were gym fans and and things of that nature but like it was time to break away from the cash and carry thing uh and matt bradley the thing with him was that he uh has been such a staple in tulsa radio for so long it didn't even hurt the ratings that was the thing when i had first moved here in 2011 they were so concerned about that the Mm -hmm. ratings because cash and carry always number one number two and so they didn't see that dip because Kelly and I both have that kind of dingy personality. No offense <laughs> to Kelly, but we're a lot alike in that sense. It never was negative. That's cool. Yeah. That yeah. is cool. And I think it, I really think it's because Matt was such a staple in this town. Yeah. yeah. I know you never saw any dips. I know all about it. Yeah. I watched the ratings books. Yeah. We, you know. we always did pretty well. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. you did. You did. Absolutely. You were you were great competitors regardless. Yeah. And it was always fun to, okay, what can we do to get back at them this time? Yeah. And so it was great to, you know, and I loved that underdog feeling anyway. Mm-hmm. So for you, that's really cool to come in and not see any real, it, we, you know. It was real crazy. difference there that's yeah. good that's good so we're going to talk about community a little more here yeah, in just a minute I, because that's where your heart is and i yeah. know that and i know that that's what that's what makes you feel comfortable actually that's where i, that's where I yeah. definitely get my kicks yeah yeah let's talk about community for just a little bit now you reached a monumental goal this year for saint jude hospital we hit a million dollars this year with the saint jude hospital and uh we started saint with saint jude i believe it was seven years six years ago and so we got to hit that million dollar mark this year mm-hmm. which was i can't believe i got to be a part of that yeah. are you kidding me it's a whole different level of euphoria right. right it really is and people are like why the saint jude hospital is in memphis but um these families are local and you get to know these families you get to know these kids you know when we're in the studio and we're doing that and you know this year was different because of covid mm-hmm. uh but watching these kids grow up and each year being able to come into the studio and see that they are living another year right has a a lot to do with our efforts of right. this community raising yeah. money and giving money to this hospital and finding the research and stuff like that you're like man we're being a part of something so much bigger than we realize yeah they are part of something just so huge and you know the thing is is that for people sometimes they don't even realize that either but most people in this world yeah that's what they want yeah is to be a part of something bigger than yeah. they are uh-huh. and to make a difference yeah going back to this microphone mm-hmm. it's so neat that we're able being able to use this microphone microphone to be able to help people that's what i love
love about radio. That's why I'm just like, man, I'm just so itching to get back into it. Right. I'll go stand yeah. on a tower for a year if you'd like to. Just give me a job. <laughs> just, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay. So, um, you know, let, let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Bikes for kids. Um, so how did that kind of come about? I, oh. mean, I know that you spearheaded it and created it. So yes. how did that come about? Well, you know, I went to my brother. Uh, a lot of people don't know this. Uh, shout out to Ryan. Uh, Ryan, I, I went to my brother and I said, Ryan, I want to do something really cool. In Vegas, this guy does something similar to this, but he doesn't. It's not as cold as it is in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yes. So my brother's like, you need to get a scaffolding. And he goes, I know a guy. So this, honestly, Bikes for Kids would be impossible if it wasn't for my brother, who has nothing to do with radio, by right. the way. But me and my brother, we just came together and I, I took it to Matt. At the time, Matt was like, no, no. And I said, how about this? I'm going to go get all my ducks in a row. I'll find you the location. I'll find you... Um, I will have my brother be a huge part of it. And um, I think because my brother was a huge part of it, if I would have fell off that tower, right. <laughs> their butts would have been saved. Right. Um, but then it just turned into something like this year, you know, do you really need a radio station to be able to do a stunt like that? Right. And you don't. I can't see why Bikes for Your Kids has to go anywhere. I can still go sleep on a tower and uh, borrow your microphone. <laughs> <laughs> right? Hey, I'd do it. You know what I mean? I would do it. Yeah, that, that microphone on K. 95 gave me that access to the community but nowadays it's like you can do these podcasts and things of that nature to be able to still do stuff like that okay so here's the funny part of the magic of radio and, yeah. and the magic of audio you know um in in the business it's called a perfect segue yeah so here's a perfect segue i got james Rowe on the phone he has a question and a comment hey rick this is for natalie cash i wanted to ask uh i love you doing the bikes for kids at Christmas time for K95. I'm sad to see that go. I'm wondering if wherever you go, if you will take that on. So uh, thank you. Yeah. So it sounds to me like you'll scurry up that scaffolding anywhere. Right? Yeah. 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 I, I mean, right. am I crazy for saying that? No, I don't think so at all. And I don't see why it wouldn't well, have to go anywhere because, right. you know, you're doing it for the kids and that's yeah. something. Now I read, um, first of all, it's, uh, if you don't know, I mean, if for some reason you've been living under a rock and you don't know the, the, the situation, basically you live about 35 feet in the air. Yep. On scaffolding, uh -huh. and you build you build a tiny little tent city for <laughs> yeah. you. Tent city, <laughs> yeah. And um, you stay up there yep. until you get a certain amount of bikes. Now, my question to oh, you yeah. is: Is that question? I know what you're gonna ask. What was the magic number? Nine hundred fifty-five. Right. And here's the other number I want to hear from you. How many to date bikes have you guys raised? Seven thousand eight hundred and thirteen. Wow. Yeah. That is amazing. It's so, oh, yeah. Yes. It is so cool. Isn't it cool? It's so cool that, you know what? Again, this little microphone is able to do yeah. something like that. Power of that microphone. Yeah. yeah. And it's so neat when I've had a 16-year-old girl came up to me and she said, Natalie, I just want you to know. Uh, no, I'm sorry. She was 21. Okay, so this is the first year for Bikes for Kids. She got a bicycle, so she's 16 years old. Okay. And um, yeah, we get a lot of the little bikes, but this story, 16-year-old, she goes, Natalie, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have been able to make it to work and back. And I'm like, wow. Yes. That is why I do what I yes, do. That yes, is, that is exactly that is why. awesome. Yeah. That is very cool. Man, yes. you're going to make me cry. Dang, I know. Dang. I love that story. Um, that's one of those that, for me... It, it's uh, the community part of it yeah. is such a, a big thing for you. And I know that you have a lot of passion about a lot of other things too, other than job. bikes too. Yeah. Right. And, and, and it's always a good thing to give back. Yeah. You know, listeners kept me on the air because they, they, well, we got those down, egos. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, and then, then that's it. I mean, yeah. it's, it's that ego biscuit, yes. but at the same time, it's also one of those things where listeners keep you on the air. Yes. And if you don't have them, then you're not on the air. You, and they're so the it's, driving it's force hard. behind They it are, all. absolutely. Yeah. They really yeah. are. Okay, well, you know what? Here's the thing. When we come back, okay. we're going to talk about community, okay. where it's at for you, and what you love about that. Okay. Okay. 
Don't take those earbuds out now. Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton returns in seconds. I'm Mo. And I'm Sheila Joe, And we're Mojo Merchandise. Mojo Merchandise was created by two friends with a craft passion. We love to make things as gifts like baby shower presents, wedding shower presents, party decorations, and balloon bouquets. There is nothing we can't do once we put our mind to it. We specialize in vinyl printed t-shirts, home decor signs, pillowcases, cups, and much more. If you have a favorite scripture or a mom saying you want on a t-shirt or sign, we've got you covered. If you have an idea or needing a gift, let Mojo Merchandise make exactly what you need. You're listening to Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton. Well, we are back and talking to Natalie Cash, formerly of the Cash and Bradley Morning Show on K95 in Tulsa. We've been able to say some goodbyes, and uh, that's not over yet. We still have plenty of calls to come up. But before the break, we talked a lot about radio. But I would like to dive into the personal side now oh of Natalie Cash. Now, okay. don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about you personally, you know, as much as you feel comfortable yeah. with. And, um, you know, I know that you were originally from Owasso, yeah. and we've talked about that. Home of the Rams. Yeah, and so then you received a communication degree, right, from yeah. OBU, mm-hmm. Oklahoma Baptist University. Um, and uh, here's a little fact about you. Uh, it Was uh, was it a full-ride basketball yeah. scholarship? Really? full-ride basketball scholarship. Wow. Yeah, my dad, uh, he was a football coach out of Owasso, and so I was kind of born and raised in the sports. And um, uh, my parents always pushed me to, you know, they were like, Natalie, you know, I always thought I was going pro right. when I was younger. <laughs> Love uh, it. But uh, they always told me, you know, get your education. And uh, I was like, okay, well, if I can go to play some ball, why well, do it? So I got a full ride playing basketball. I played a little softball there, too. Start to say, you, you probably were pretty good if you were on a full ride I was okay. Basketball. I could shoot lights yeah. out, but I was slow. Yeah, I was I was slow. <laughs> so if you had to stand and shoot or yeah. run and shoot, you were good. Yeah. But if you had to go from the one end of the court to the other, right. not a good thing. No, okay. I was right. last place, Larry. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> How about softball? Were you good in softball? You know what's crazy about softball is I was better at softball than I was at basketball. But my love and my passion was basketball. My dad, um, he he'd be like Natalie. I remember when the neighbor he came over one day and he said, I I've lost count of how many nets you have put up in this in this uh. <laughs> Uh, driveway so I, I love sports and and that's another thing I was thinking about maybe even getting into sports radio I don't yeah. know my skills right now are mowing lawns and <laughs> mowing and drinking lawns. coffee yes yeah coffee. all right all right, right. well uh, let's talk about a little bit about who was some of your biggest influences in your personal life we talked about that about radio but what yeah who are some of the biggest influences you have um I, Michael Jordan you know I love Michael Jordan my mom and dad Absolutely. Uh, My mom is such a good Christian woman and uh, loves the Lord and always tells me to do good. I think she's like my angel on one side. I'm not saying my daddy's the devil on the other, on the other shoulder, but um, that's what my dad, I love about my dad is he, I got my personality from him. Yeah. He's such a friendly man and uh, he's a great guy. But he sounds like he fires you up. Oh yeah. He, he, he definitely, you know, you saving that money, Natalie, you know, (laughs) I'm like, Oh dad, can I borrow five bucks? I lost my job. (laughs) But uh, you know, my brother, my brother's amazing. Great guy. I mean, just great guy. He, mm-hmm. he was behind Bikes for Kids with me. Right. So, you know, my family always... Is he changed. older or younger than yes. you? Yes. Older. Three and a half yeah. years. Okay. My sister-in-law is amazing. I come from a great family. And my Aunt Fleeta... She's awesome. I could go on and on, Rick. Well, with a name like Fleeta, come yeah. on, really? Yeah. I mean, you've got to be an influencer. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's Fleeta awesome. Fleeta Sunday. Uh, my grandma's name was Frida. Well, what are some of the things that you love to do on a regular basis, away from the microphone? Yeah. What are some of the things that people would know immediately that you love to do? Uh, I love to uh, build things. Mm-hmm. I really okay. do. I like to, I like, I'm not very good at it. I like to get dirty. Uh, I told my mom, you know, whenever all this went down, she's like, what are you going to do? I was like, I just want to work hard outside and maybe be, you know, in construction or something. Right? And she's like, Nadley, because <laughs> she's the lady, you know, she, I'm a tomboy. She's like, how did I get a daughter like this? I always said that my brother was the daughter and I was the son. Oh. <laughs> 
he's not gonna like that but I, I like to get dirty um I have two little boys I adopted and um I love spending time with them see you know and and, and I love the the story about adopting them you know I don't know the whole situation but I remember when that happened I remember following that you know as much as you talked about about yeah. it you know and I did the same whenever I um uh and I'm gonna make you cry now because when my daughter when I met Miranda uh Cheyenne was three and a half oh wow uh, almost four uh-huh and so we decided early on in our relationship that you know I wasn't gonna press the issue um if she wanted to have my last name as well then we would just do that you know uh-huh. and so you know we didn't we didn't press it in 2018 she set up this big party unbeknownst to me I'm usually pretty good of picking up stuff like that but I was literally blindsided I had no idea they got me to a location under false pretenses this is such a great story our, already our I know. pastor <laughs> was in on it you know it's like it, it was this thing you know he called me in a panic and he's like I'm speaking downtown for a chamber of commerce thing they set uh, you up. Yeah. Can you come help me? I'm having mic problems and stuff and nobody's here to fix it. And so I walk in the room and I was completely stunned because it was dark. Yeah. And I couldn't really tell a lot of people. So everybody's cheering and laughing and, and clapping and everything else. And you can see it on the video that somebody took. It's the quintessential scratching your head, yeah. trying to figure out what what's going on, you know. And I was looking around the room. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden it started sinking in. Wait a minute. There's my mother. Yeah. What's my mom doing here? <laughs> Wait a minute. That's my, that's Am my I dad. Am I in trouble? You know. And yeah. I mean. <laughs> Wait, that, that's my sister that lives in Broken Arrow. That's my sister that lives in Luther. You know, yeah. what I mean, what are these people doing here? What's going on? And she had um, went to Miranda and said, um, you know what? I am getting ready to graduate high school. I want to have the same name that you guys have. Oh, my gosh. And so she uh, they, had done, good story. they had done a video together to talk about yeah. that. And then the last thing she said on the video was she turned to the camera and said, so I wanted to ask ask you we're only a day or two away from father's day would oh you, my god would you adopt me right yeah and i lost it yes and you know of course we did we went through that process for she us she must have been older yeah she was 17 yeah no 16 at that point so, that's awesome dude yeah what so, a great story um and you know we always thought that maybe the reason why was because we had went to washington dc anytime we went on a tour for something you had to give your legal name uh-huh. your official name yeah it was always the hamptons plus one you know kind of a deal and i think that she you know wanted to because we wound up that's what we wound up making it like our hashtag right was hampton three so i don't want to talk too much about it because your personal life is your personal life but but what did it mean to you when you adopted these two man it meant the world to me that i i have kids now i was like, man, who's going to take care of me when I'm older? Right. <laughs> right. But, you know, what's crazy? Quentin, I, I adopted him from foster care, both Quentin and Finn. Mm-hmm. And uh, the lady, she brings Quentin in and she sets him on the ground. He's three three months old. It's three o'clock in the morning. I have to be go be on the air in two hours. Right. And uh, I looked at that baby and I said, that's going to be my kid. And it ended up being my kid. I yeah. just thought that was so wild. Yeah. It was so wild because I had, you know, I'd already had kids in my home and, and mm-hmm. things like that. But I looked at my ex. I said, that's going to be my kid. He ended up being my kid. Yeah. I even got to pick up Finn, his younger brother, his half brother, uh, from a ho- from the hospital. Wow. Yeah. So um, how great are kids? And I, I never thought I'd be a parent. And, and they yeah. made me a mom. And I- I'm just You so said thankful. how great are kids, but I- I've got a teenager that's about <laughs> to graduate from high school. You can have her too if you'd like. Um. I know. After this weekend, <laughs> uh, what's so great about boys is uh, they're potty trained. Mm-hmm. And they're three and four. They've been potty trained. Finn, three, he's been potty trained since he was two. Wow. Yeah. I mean, impressive, right? Overachiever. Yes, big time overachiever. But the other day we're out at, uh, I think it was Chuck E. Cheese. He just pulls his pants down outside and I had a hard time getting on to him. You know, I'm like, that's my boy. That's him right there, boy. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. He's peeing. I don't have to change his pants. So that was a big parenting moment for me. (laughs) Yeah. 
That is awesome. Yeah, great parenting moment. Yes. You know. Yeah, and we can't go back to Chuck E. Cheese anymore. But, yeah, but, but it's did. a great parenting moment. Yes, oh, that's absolutely. Fine. That is that is really funny. So, what are you not very good at? Not very good at being a girl. Yeah. That is the first thing that comes to mind. Like uh, I had tweezed my eyebrows the other day, and my friend's like, Natalie, stop messing with your eyebrows i'm like i'm sorry i don't know how to do this i don't know (laughs) yeah like putting on makeup and uh fixing my hair i mean that's what drives my mom crazy because she's such a lady you know but not me not me i mean if i need to go fix the steps on the deck i can do that (laughs) but don't ask me to pluck my eyebrows Uh, but being a girl i'm not very good at that (laughs) i try though that's all that matters that's funny yeah so um this this next uh, phone call is a good one but it's not quite about personal life okay. necessarily but it's a question that i hope you can answer okay. okay hi rick hi natalie my name is Brittany, and i'm from sand springs um first of all natalie i just want to say i miss hearing you on the cash and bradley morning show i really enjoyed listening to you um i do have a question though and i know a lot of inquiring minds would like to know second date so is it <laughs> real or is it scripted it's, it's very real. Yeah. Shockingly, there are people like that in Tulsa. That guys, this is the way I look at it. Don't be like, man, people are crazy. These people are here to make you feel better about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's like when you think that your family is yes. totally whack. Just yeah. go to the state fair. You're right. And you're good. Yeah, yeah. So don't look at it as, man, this is just bizarre. Look at it as, guys. We are feeling better about ourselves every time you hear it. So yes, that yes. is really funny. So yeah. Um, so what is your best second date story? Does any of them stand out to you? That ah, the first one, one that just was you know, and we can go both ways because I have the same question. I I wanted to know what your best one was, and then what you, the one that you were just like, are you kidding me? Yeah, you know, uh, the best second date story I would have to say was when she was pregnant. That was a good one. The the weirdest. Can I go weird here? Yeah, go. When the the guy takes out a hamster in the middle of dinner and just starts petting the hamster. Okay. That was a, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know how many times Matt and I look across from each other like, are you kidding me? Are you this, right? Yeah, like yeah. we're mouthing this. Right. Like, is this? Is this real? Is this for real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had people, you know, try to set us up, try to make us, um, they like make up stories and yeah. stuff. And we we knew. Yeah. We always knew. We'd you just, can always smell that yeah. right through the. Smell that rat. Right, yeah, yeah, right through the phone. Yeah, we need real stuff here. Nah, no kidding. If you think you're weird or you think your, you know, family's weird or. People our relationship, are Yeah, there are always somebody weirder. I promise yes. you that. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. So to wrap up okay. the the phone calls, so I have one more. So over. I have one, one more. <laughs> okay. And um, it is uh, from Miranda, and uh, she actually kind of has a story for you. Hi, Natalie. This is Miranda from Sand Springs, and I am calling just to share a quick story. Um, a few years ago, my best friend, friend won a trip to the CMA Awards from K95. And so you guys um, had sent us on a trip for two. We flew to Nashville. We attended the CMA Award show and um, we had a really great time. Um, it was an excellent trip. We saw so many people and things that we got to do that we wouldn't have normally got to do. And so um, we actually started our own Facebook page called The Mo and Sheila Show. And that's how we had our friends and family follow along with us on our crazy journeys. And so I just wanted to say thank you for all that you've done for the Tulsa community um, from your collecting the bicycles and all your work with St. Jude. We're so thankful for um, people like you that we hear on the radio every morning. And we miss hearing your voice and hearing your positive attitude and your laugh. I'm not sure how you put up with Matt Bradley for so long, (laughs) but um, you guys are a great team together. And I wish you the best of luck. You know how I put up with Matt Bradley so long? Lots of drugs. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No. uh, Heavy drinking. Yes. Um, On his part and yours. Yeah. You know, Matt Bradley, it's so funny about him. Since this is a podcast, we can say what we want, right? I was around him the first time he got intoxicated. Mm. And it was with the Broken Arrow Police Department. I remember that. Yes. Yes, I remember that. And uh, I'll never forget. They had him him mic'd up, right? So he's going to the bathroom. (laughs) 
And so the camera guy's just like pointing to his headphones like, oh my God, like you will not believe what this guy is saying in there. <laughs> Matt's in there just talking to himself in the bathroom. And, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, Miranda, thank you for that, those comments that made me tear up a little bit. Cause it's so weird. You go to work every day and you're wondering like, is this working and are you doing the right things? And hearing these calls definitely makes yeah. me feel that the past 10 years have been so worth it. Cause you talked to, um, you talked about Matt yeah. as a brother too. I mean, really, oh, yeah. wasn't he? I can't I mean, stand the guy, right? but I love the guy, sure. you know? Yeah, I felt the same way. Yeah. Sorry, Matt. Yeah, no offense to Matt. No, that's great. That is <laughs> awesome. You know what? I, I What did the years working at K95 mean to you? Huh. I can't believe it's over, you yeah. know? It meant the world to me. Yeah. It meant the world that I was able to uh, uh, be in my hometown and give back in such a big, big way. You know, what's so weird is like, I just can't believe the community believed in what I was doing, especially with the bikes mm-hmm. and, and stuff. I don't know why I'm upset because I, I, I look back on it and it was so fun. I think it's because I'm sad. I'm like, what happened? You know, like, yeah. I never wanted I never wanted to get let go. Yeah, I mean, we never do. But, you know, right. I, I you know what? Um, and my next question to you is, is that. If you could crack the mic one more time, Uh what would you tell people that are listening right now? Thank you for just being a part of it. You guys have a lot of choices. You chose to listen to my idiot butt every morning and man, that makes you feel good and you didn't have to. And every single person that gave a bicycle and uh, gave a dollar to St. Jude. And right. again, I don't know why I'm crying. I'm just so thankful. You know, you said it was because you're sad and I can agree with that. But yeah. at the same time, I, I'm looking at your face right now. Yeah. And I know that it's um, also joy because yes. you were able to do. I can't believe the things. What you were yeah. able to do and accomplish. Yeah. And in your backyard, you know, I mean, in a place that would be much harder because it would be easy to go somewhere else or it would be easy to work in Vegas like that. Maybe not at the time you didn't feel that way, but you didn't. Right. But they don't know you and And to invest in you when you come back. I mean, that's pretty powerful. Yeah. I love Um, this, man. There's there is, um, you know, such a sense of community. And and honestly, you're going to do things else than this, you know, and. And that's the thing. And so, you know, I know that people miss you and you. I know that, but I also know that you'll be back in one oh, form so. or another. I feel <laughs> like you will too. I feel like you have the drive to make yeah. that happen. I'm trying, man. Every day is uh, definitely a battle for me right now. Right. It's weird not waking up and, and entertaining. And, uh, but that's where my, that's where my heart is. Is I love to entertain. And you know, Andy O told me one time, God Andy rest o. his soul. He told me that, uh, you know, he said, you know, I miss radio. And at the time, the climate wasn't the same. Yeah, you know, it just wasn't the same, same anymore. Yeah. But he said, I miss radio. And to be honest with you, my wife is getting so tired of hearing, you know, traffic and weather reports <laughs> at the breakfast table, you know. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I remember that, too. I remember still going down the road and trying to talk up a song. What, right. And then when I nailed the post, you know, when I nailed it, and they know what that is because I've yeah. shared that with them. When I nailed the post on a song, you know, driving down the road. There's I'm, no other better feeling there's, there's nobody else that would hear it but i'm like yes nailed it yeah. yes absolutely yeah. when we come back you know it you love it it is time once again to put our special guest natalie cash through the behind the mic speed round you're listening to behind the mic with rick hampton don't go anywhere more of the behind the mic podcast is next Well, spring and summer months are upon us, and I'm sure you've thought about turning that AC on or have it on already. If you're like me, my AC was struggling to keep up, so I called Troy at Total Comfort Solutions. He inspected and serviced my AC compressor, and now it practically spits ice chips out of the vents. Okay, well, maybe not ice chips, but it is ice-cold air. If your air conditioner isn't working, that ain't cool. Call Total Comfort Solutions at 918-246-7300. That's 918-246-7300. Tell them Rick Hampton set you. Total Comfort Solutions in Sand Springs, 918-246-7300. You're listening to Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton. All right, Natalie, having spent so much time in radio, I know you've hosted this game before or at least played it. This is the Behind the Mic Speed Round. Behind the Mic Speed Round. Speed round. 
It's very simple. We'll put 60 seconds on the clock. Okay. I'll ask you a series of questions. You give me your quickest answer. You are going to be playing for a loyal listener today behind the mic. If you answer all the questions in under 60 seconds, then Brittany Grant is going to walk away with a $20 gift certificate from our sponsor, Mojo Merchandise. Let's do it. So we're going to put 60 seconds on the clock. Okay. And the time begins after I ask the first question. Okay. You ready to go? I'm ready. All right. Here we go. What is your favorite candy? Uh, M&M's. Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter? Facebook. Biggest phobia? Uh, tornadoes. Ah, okay. Yeah. Is Bigfoot real? No. If you owned a CB radio, what would your handle be? Nat Cash. Nice. What was the weirdest food you've ever eaten? Uh, I ate a bug on a pizza. Ooh. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. First celebrity crush? Kirk Cameron. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Climb a mountain or jump from a plane? Jump from a plane. Nice. And how long can you hold your breath for? Do you know? Uh, no. Uh, but We may have to time that before we leave. Yeah, man. All right. Would you rather wake up with an air horn blowing in your ear every day or wake up and have to run four miles? Blow that air horn. All right. Good job. Congratulations to Brittany Grant. She picks up that uh, $20 yeah, gift Brittany. certificate to Mojo Merchandise. Wow. That was awesome. So here's the thing. I mean, we've talked about kind of goodbyes. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to try not to make you cry anymore. Okay, okay. So we're done with that. Barbara. We're done with that. Right. We're done with that. But... Um, Anything else that you have to say that you want to talk about? I mean, like, call up your favorite radio station and tell them to hire me. Uh, <laughs> you know, okay, there is a couple things. Right. Uh, first of all, yep. thank you, man, from the bottom of my heart. Thank you to not only you giving me this opportunity to thank people, but thank you to you. And I am available for hire. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> yeah. Good. So um, I, I would rather stay in town. Yep. But I have we a feeling. We would too. Uh, I have a feeling I might be moving out of town. I'll let you know my next move. Okay. Yeah, definitely. So so can people check you out on Facebook? I'm on Facebook. Or, or? I've reached my max on friends, which I think is okay. so stupid. Yeah. Makes me so mad. So is it time for a fan page? It, see, and that's another thing. Is that weird to get a fan page? No, not at no, all. I, I, I have a, I've had a hard time with that, you know? Okay? Right. People have always wanted me to do that, and I just, I can't even keep up with my own page. Right. I, you know, and I posted when I first got let go, this big lengthy thing and i have not responded to one single person on there because i don't know what to say well you did respond to at least one i did yeah tanya you that's where i stole it from oh okay was your facebook wall uh, so. i you know i just god there's so much as i want to say i will be back and i like that that yeah. that is a great answer i will be back yeah you yeah know, and know, just thank no you. slight to arnold schwarzenegger of course, yeah, i'll but, be uh, back yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is so great well it has been a pleasure to have you here Man, i have i really i was i meant that whenever i said i have wanted to work with you for a long time thank you. because i could tell that you were a smart aleck and, <laughs> and you were good at it thank you so <laughs> i am too and i love that yeah. so no offense to matt but there was a time when i'm, I'm like you know what if something were to happen where he went somewhere else i would definitely Man, apply for that job that so, means so much to me and so great being behind these microphones right now i'm totally geeked out so you made my day thank you i know we were going to do this on the phone no, if we had like, to, you need to come see but i'm like no yeah. you need to come in here because i know what that's like too yeah. i felt the same way yes um i you have to be back behind the mic yeah that's why I'm here now. Yeah. Is because I still have that itch that I got to scratch. And I got to tell you guys, man, his studio is awesome. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Natalie, it was so great to have yeah. you on the show today. Pleasure, Thank you dude. so much. Thanks. All right. That's going to do it for this episode. If you like what you hear, I would love for you to go to my Facebook page, Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton, and leave me a comment. If you want to play along on the big speed round of questions and be a winner, then it's really simple. All you have to do is email me at btmrickhampton at gmail.com. btmrickhampton at gmail.com. Until next time, thanks for listening to Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton. Bye, everybody. Want to hear more? You can subscribe to this show on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, Google Podcast, and Spotify. Follow us on Facebook. Search Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton. Until next time, thank you for listening to Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton.